You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. practicing some piece of music usually doing some bit of business or you know but I come in and I make him stop what he's doing I put my hands on the guitar and uh, I tell him hey it's time to talk about Echo and the Money Man okay alright let's stop what I was doing Come on over. Let's let's talk about Ego and the Bunnymen. But first, my favorite subject matter. I know it's it's your destiny, apparently. And I just want to ask you. This is how we usually start the episode. Yeah. What was I interrupting tonight when I came in? And- oh yeah, I was playing a song uh, called "Black Eyed Susan." It's a sea shanty. Yeah, you've been playing it. How long? When did you learn it? About 30 minutes ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's when I came in earlier and I was like, we have to record right now. <laughs> I have an idea. But then you were like, give me 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's what you were doing. I was transcribing it from uh, Anna and Elizabeth. They're oh, okay. a contemporary folk act who do, do a bunch of old ballads and and uh, shanties and all that kind of good stuff. And so it's a song from their record. And they play all over and stuff. Yeah. They've yeah. come through here. Mm-hmm. I've played some shows with them. But anyway, yeah, they tour around. Yeah. So you should check them out. Anna and Elizabeth, they're great. Right. So that's what I'm doing. That's cool. Well, I hope you had fun with that little... I've been thinking about doing it for a while, and I thought, I'm going to do it right now. That's why I couldn't stop why what I was doing. You know, it doesn't take long, because... You yeah. know, I mean to. You know how to do it. You know how to transcribe. I've been doing it for a few <laughs> years now, so. <laughs> yep. So you know. But one thing you may not know much about. Tell me. Tell me. Is a band called Echo and the Bunnymen. I'm learning. Oh, you really are. It's starting to get a little bit. You know, it's a little impressive at this point. Yeah. But let me tell you that tonight is a big episode, where something is going to happen that we've all been waiting for for almost a year, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that is for this band to meet 
one another. Whoa, <laughs> dude. That's tonight? That's gonna, yeah. it's gonna happen. Tonight. Tonight. Oh my this gosh. evening, yeah. It's huge. Oh my God, we made it. If you've been following us, you know that. <laughs> if you're still If you're still, us, you're still hanging with us. You're waiting for that moment. It's, this is the and night. this is we your first episode. We should have some music Also, playing. congratulations, because you just kind of skipped over you know, all the, the prehistory, uh, I don't know. you know, gratuitous uh, stuff we were doing. And the first episode is not my, you know, just ep- don't let that be your last episode. Episode one? Yeah. But you learn, you know, I learned Anybody who knows stuff. anything knows that you, uh-huh. you forgive episode one of any podcast. That's right. Okay, but moving forward, almost at a year, they're going to meet one another and, <laughs> and it's going to happen uh, this evening, but... Before we get into that, we need to do a little recap of of Liverpool, what we learned last week, and set the, the stage okay. for these guys to meet. That's okay. what we do. Recap. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> over and over. So you can't, you got to keep saying these names to yourself so you can learn them. Pete Wiley. To. Good. Good job. All right. Pete Wiley did. Budgie. What, well, what did they do? This is the next level. What what did we learn about? Oh, Pete Wiley. He, <laughs> he talks a lot. I see him as like the Joe Pesci of the of the gang. Just like kind of like just. I did too. I did too until until I started watching interviews with him, and he's yeah. really really like. Did he join Susie cool. and the Banshees? Okay, what was the next name you you mentioned? Budgie. And that is who joined Susie and the Banshees. Oh. And he was the drummer for the Spitfire Got Boys. It. Now, and Balfi. And there's Balfi. You can tell me more he about Balfi. No, big in Japan. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. Ian Brody. You've yeah. You've been listening to some lightning seeds. You know, if you want to get if you want to get some brief descriptions of all of these characters. Yeah. And Bill Drummond's uh, oh. autobiography, he has a a, couple, a chapter that all it is is like his like yeah. one or two sentence impressions and he mentions everybody we've been talking about that's right we'll have to go over that again as we just continue to go over going over it and scene. over it and it's over. the like we say in the podcast later it's the endless summer but let's do this recap thing we've gotta we've gotta all right let's go so there are these three guys pete wiley Julian Cope and Ian McCulloch. Okay. And they form a band. Then that band breaks up. Okay, and they're called Crucial Three. And then there's this other band that's <laughs> called uh, Mystery Girls. And this got Pete Burns. And it's got Cope and Wiley once again. But then... Don't forget, Pete Burns, you spin me right round, baby, right round, like a record, baby, right round, round, round. Yeah. Okay. That's his jam. So then there's like... The guys from Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Paul Rutherford. You know that song too, listener, Lauren, who doesn't know anything about the scene. That's a relax, don't, don't do, do it, it you when know? you want to come to it. The hits. Relax, don't do that, please stop what you're doing. <laughs> and also, <laughs> a great love song. Can you sing a Teardrop Explode song for us? Oh God! <laughs> that's your that's your assignment for next I week. Know. So that's basically, problem. no hits, no hits. They're all right. They're yeah, good. that well, band, the song "Rewards" very good. Okay, why don't you learn "Rewards" and be and you can start humming that. Yeah, I, I, they're growing on me. Yeah, I'm, every time I hear the song, I'm like, okay, I like it more. I this would time. think you would like them. It's a gradual. 
they're more trebly, they're more proggy, they're more, you know, there's more notes, and I would feel like that would be appealing to you. And I'm wondering why they're not immediately You're thinking of the you. me from, that you met 20 years <laughs> ago who was like all into Frank yeah. Zappa and yeah. like my vision orchestra or something, though. Have you disavowed that part of no, yourself? No, no, but it, it has... Other parts of myself have grown to equal the size and stature <laughs> of these various departments. It's true. And so, so now, now, like that, that music is sort of a small piece of a big musical puzzle. I see. Yeah, I see that with you. Okay, but with the recap, y'all, basically, there's a bunch of bands forming, breaking up. They all stemmed from a big band called. Big in Japan. Yep. <laughs> and it was formed big, by Bill Drummond. That's right, who we're going to have a whole episode about very soon. But before that, um, we got to just, just have to know that there have been some kind of a, a kind of sad, there's been a sad dissolution that has taken place between Ian McCulloch, future lead singer of Vecchio and the Bunnymen, mm. and Julian Cope, and and Mick Finkler already in. It's like the originals from Teardrop Explodes. Yeah. They've kind of like Mick passively so well. kicked him out of the band. You don't know who? Oh. Mick? Yeah, but it's all right. Yeah, well, Mick. I, I'm ready to are, go. Keep Mick moving. is the forgotten. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so oh, but I'll tell you about Mick Cope. Finkler. I'll tell you. Tell do, me about Cope. Oh, actually, I do know something about Mick Finkler. See, this is the problem. I think we can let the, <laughs> can we let the listener know now that I, I sort of turned a corner and <laughs> know some more stuff than I knew. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. They, they know. They can tell. Mick Finkler, though, wasn't he the one that Cope kicked out of Teardrop Explodes? Mm, was he know. a guitarist? I don't know. At a certain point. And then eventually <laughs> what happened was um, that's when Teardrop Explodes became, according to Bill Drummond, uh, like just like a rotating cast of like almost oh. employee musician types as opposed to being a band, a cohesive band. Okay. I might be getting ahead of myself here though. No, I don't think so. We're, I mean, we're, we're, we're just... We're kicked out. We're jumping. McKay, up. Ian McKay. McKay? What the hell am I talking about? Ian McCulloch. <laughs> wrong band. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, it's late. As usual. Um, <laughs> so, and then later I think he kicked out Mick Finkler. And so he's a kicker outer. And that's when that's he became like this sort of like, like it just kind of, it just became about his ego or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, okay, he subsumed kind of this collective spirit. And that, you know, that I know. I think so. That's yeah, interesting that's when that happens. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, as we, you know, draw these little conclusions based on limited information and just gut instinct, we invite you, this is a conversation we invite you to, you know, write us an email. Fill us in. Send us a tag, a comment, whatever, anywhere. Just let us know stuff that you think and corrections. So there's this group of guys that are going to become the Teardrop Explodes. And they've recently, I think kind of passively, stopped inviting Mac to practices. It, it, that's how it feels. It feels like maybe it was a little awkward because he was the roommate of everyone in the band. Oh, man. Even Julian Cooper, except Julian Cope. But the, he was a roommate. Yeah. The practices happened in been his there. home. I've been there, man. And it's like, even I've been looking over the writing on this this whole experience of him, you know, like yeah. walking through it. Like, he seems to have been kind of in denial or ignoring it, you know, just staying out of the house. 
Are you so? Are you flossing right now? I have a tooth, <laughs> toothpick. <laughs> All right. So, um, so he kicks out Mac, and Mac actually feels hurt. You know, he's not completely in denial. I think he does a good job of ignoring it, so it isn't awkward. But he and like what are these people are like seventeen? Just I just bear that in mind. Mm. And so then he's like kind of sad. And just out there kind of wondering what he's going to do yeah. with his dream of creating. Right. Making music. That was it. Singing. It's like Crucial oh, three. And, and uh, this was actually um, a shallow madness. I, oh, okay. Oh, well, I think so. Mac was probably walking around just like, from what I've gleaned, just. Loping it, around. No, just, but it probably didn't really phase him that much. Because he has this kind of like messianic thing. But he has this thing where it's like he knows he's the chosen one. And and he kind of believes it. He believes it that he's uh, been chosen. He's going to be famous and doesn't matter. See, that's when I think what I really like about him is you have that sense that he projects. But he's also really honest and vulnerable like a teenage like you were before you know you had all this artifice and like ego like the things hurt his feelings yeah i mean i could read you a quote but he was sad yeah he was truly and he'll talk about it he was like i don't i thought it was kind of over i'm sure at other times he was like yeah i didn't care but the fact that he will talk about yeah that hurt my feelings yeah that's like i can't wait to dive a little more (laughs) back into ian because i know well we i miss him in this podcast, <laughs> I know he hasn't been around. I bet a lot of people because he's that. such a like such a smartass in so many ways, and I can I know, use some of that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a comic little relief. Yeah, Drummond's got his own. Uh, it's an unintentional comedy in a way. Well, we'll get we'll, well. Okay, we can't even talk about he's that. He's funny. He's funny. I forgot guy. wrong episode. Okay, can't even talk about that. So, um, so Ian is feeling sad. Meanwhile. The teardrop explodes, the future teardrop explodes, which is now a shallow madness, absorbs a man named Paul Simpson, who plays music with a guy named Will Sargent and a drum machine named Echo. And so they, now, Will and Echo, the drum machine, are just kind of drifting as well. Okay. And they're these two guys. Paul Simpson? And he, no, he... He's found a group. He's about to be. He's about to be in the teardrop explodes. Okay. He's in it. I mean, but it's but right, but right now, but right now it's a shallow madness. Got it. Right? Okay. Okay. All right. That's the heartbreaking band that just you know. It's really it is tough, you know. Okay. People's you know ego stuff and it's just oh, really it's so lots painful. of lots and you're of so uh, little and yeah. Like, but but everything's Never ends, gonna be though. okay. If you're a lifer in bands, though, I think that that drama continues if you're a human who has relationships with <laughs> others i think that you know but i once somebody once told me that your band dynamic mimics your uh you know family of origin dynamic which is kind of interesting to think about wow you... damn that's so true mm-hmm. so one night one fateful night at eric's Mac, as per usual, sauntered into the ladies' room. You know, we got the binary at this point in our history. Got men and women's room. But 
The ladies' room was the hang. That's where everybody went. Because it was clean. So Ian's in there. He's sauntering in to do his hair, right? Check it. See how it's doing. You know, make sure the look he's got it down. Can you imagine? You know, you know, we didn't talk about what about Eric's (laughs) when we talked about the how it smelled and and and, and like the whole vibe in there. Uh We, We never mentioned this, but it just occurred to me. Okay. Not only is it probably like like a sewage kind of thing going on down there. Right. But they're in a basement in Liverpool in the 70s. So it's also like opaque, like clouds of cigarette smoke. Yeah, we didn't mention that. You are Can so you imagine? Right. And that would be a welcome thing if there was, you know, sewage issues. You would kind of want something to... Because remember when they used to when they used to be allowed to smoke inside? Oh yeah, what it was like I mean, to go totally. to places. That's my whole some places in Europe where you're like, oh my like god, smoke filled bar with my dad. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Can yeah. you imagine? So, but now they're in like a basement with no windows. Yeah, just to show. Well, I think we slept in one of those when we were in Europe traveling through because they still smoke there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some places don't. But anyway, sorry. We're not allowed here in the states. I just forgot anymore. about that. Like it just occurred to me. Like I just picture Ian in the woman's no room doing that. his makeup and his hair, smoking, smoking cigs. Like, the- woman comes out of the stall <laughs> and he's just like, this. Yeah, he's like just pick, gets his little pick out, and starts, you know, teasing his hair up. Yeah. So Mac comes in to check his hair. He saunters in, and he hears two guys singing a rare David Bowie song. Just look through your window. Look you know, records could be rare in those days. You know, they didn't have, you couldn't access just any old thing back then, you know? So they were, these two guys were singing Love You Till Tuesday from The World of David Bowie, All which right. was like a first, but I thought he, it was like when he was David Jones or whatever still. I don't know. Isn't that his first name? Yeah, but I don't, did he do a lot at that point in his career? No, he was trying to. He was trying to break out, but he didn't really break out until he got weird. He was just like a little boy child. He was like a folky kind of guy. Yeah. He was riding that wave and stuff. But Matt comes in, and he sees these two guys singing this song that he loves and he knows, and he squints over at one of them, and he thinks, I like this guy. This is a guy who is uh, rocking some kind of Ramon style. Okay. He's got long bangs. He's got ripped jeans and a leather jacket. Ian McCulloch had just laid eyes on Will Sargent. Then he turns and he looks at the other guy. And I want you to know, this is a little science fact for you. Okay. When you are looking at another human... You exchange visual social cues faster than you become aware of sensation. Becoming aware of like burning your finger on the stove is like 400 milliseconds. Yeah. But picking up social cues visually happens in 14 milliseconds. Wow. And that's why so many people get weirded out by me. (laughs) Yeah. And each other, you know, yeah. that's why we're all just like a weirded out species, just yeah. looking here, looking there, being like, ah, oh God. And, you know, you can just yeah. pick up on so much. Because I'm always trying not to come store. on too strong. And then yeah. I feel like that, that comes on as like totally aloof or something, you know, and then they're like, this guy's an asshole. But it's really like, I'm just trying not to bother you, you know? Yeah. The first time I met you, you, you just kind of have this way of, of 
glaring a little bit, it seems. But when you get to know you, you realize you're just a friendly, friendly guy, you know? <laughs> okay, so, but speaking of friendly guys, so Mac looks over, and there's a guy in some ripped jeans with like a little, with his bangs in his face. Okay. And he looks over, he squints, because, you know, he can't see shit, and he's like, I like that guy, I like that guy. And then he looks over at this other guy, whose name is Les. Oh. And he he recognizes this guy because this is the guy that talks to all the ladies. He's seen him around the club. He's, he's in sharp. the East Stream. He's, mm, he's in the... Sh- no. Les? Les is not in the East Stream. He's in the C Stream too. That's his buddy, Will. They've reconnected, okay. you know, from their school days at Dayay's right. Lane. Okay. <laughs> and so he... You know, he's a sharp dresser. Matt kind of insinuates that he's kind of a poser because he has rips in his clothes, a la punk. Yeah. But they're not so ripped that, like, his mom can't fix them, is what he said. <laughs> so All right. it's like a hot topic Man, punk, maybe. Simpler times. I yeah. know, I know. When your mom would sew stuff for you and, like, yeah, I don't know. She's going to rip them a little bit. <laughs> Mommy, it's time to go out for dinner. So he looks over at this guy and he's like, I don't know about you. And Les senses that and he starts to make conversation to make it less awkward. Mm-hmm. So they all have a little meeting, a little laugh. They all sing together the song. And I think Will turns to Ian and says, hey, you got a great voice. And Ian says at some point during the conversation, possibly after he compliments his voice, we don't know. We weren't there. We weren't there in the ladies' no, room. No, no one's there. Nobody this will know. This is all hearsay. So he, so Mac looks up, uh-huh. and he says, I'm waiting for the gift of vision. Whoa, Maybe man. he's like, what's up? What are you doing in here? Senior round. He's like, I'm waiting for the gift of vision. That is an epic tagline. Yeah, line. man. That's it's gonna some poetry. It's going to come up in the lyrics. It's going to come up again and again, this, this idea of, vision it's one yeah. of the conceptual cornerstones of the band amazing right? he had that he had that answer ready to go because i mean he's meeting two of his you know yeah that's incredible future bandmates um man yeah i just remember this guy once like i looked over oh yeah he was like did you find it and i was like find what he's like whatever it is you were looking for and I was so like convinced and like drawn into his like tractor beam of like f- associations that I was like, and then he just sp- spun some imagery, you know. And I was anyway. I don't know why that reminded me of it because it was like one of those things yeah. that someone says that's so trippy. And you're just like, whoa, dude! Yeah. You can like you just like you can see into the beyond. You just shot a laser like beam the, into my soul. Yeah, the the people who exist between the worlds, the mediatrix, you know these. Yeah. Are, these are the people, and they found each other. Wow. So, yeah, this is them meeting, and Ian's like, yeah, you know, hey, I just got kicked out of this jazz funk group that became the Teardrop Explodes, and I'm just kind of out here <laughs> floating around. Um, so they, so he doesn't meet, you know, either of them again until later in the summer. Like, isn't it September or something? Man, this is the endless fucking summer. <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah. It's like the KLF said, man. Time is eternal. It is. It's like fucking Kurt Vonnegut's, you know, talking yeah. about in the damn... Time uh, has become unstuck. You know? You know? It's like, it's like 
there is no past or future. So it goes. You know. Yeah. Wow. Well. And then the next time they're going to meet, they're going to be like, Ian's holding the bottle of wine. <laughs> no, no, no. Will's holding the bottle of white wine. Okay. He's got the white. Okay. He's got the white. And they're at this party and they don't know anybody else. So they talk to each other because they're like seated across from each other. I saw you in the bathroom. I do, yeah, I see you at Eric sometimes. Yeah, me that too. That was weird when you said oh. about vision, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I just, I don't know where it came from. Yeah. I don't know. You know. So, uh, do you like, what, like, what are your favorite bands? David Bowie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm totally into David Bowie too. What, do you like any other bands? Uh, oh yeah, are you Ian? Let's do their first conversation. Oh okay. Do you want to, You'll be Will because you got that knowledge, and I'll just be Ian. I'm David Bowie. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. Hey, how's it going, man? I remember when uh, I think I saw you in the in the ladies' room oh. over at uh, Eric's club oh, yeah. earlier this summer. Totally, dude. Totally. You seemed like you were pretty pretty far out there. And you said uh, something about uh, the gift of vision. Oh, wait, are we doing British accents? I am. <laughs> I think I'm kind of in an Irish kind of thing right now somehow. <laughs> no, that's Irish. I gotta keep, roll- keep rolling with it. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> listen, mate. Yeah, What yeah. bands do you like, huh? Oh, I'm, I'm into Bowie. That's great. Have you heard uh, <laughs> Foxtrot by Genesis? No. The pe- supper's ready. The final track is 23 minutes long. It's a frog rock <laughs> epic beyond all proportions. Okay, my friend. Uh, let's I really see. like that. Do you ever listen to the Velvets? Oh, I love the Velvets. I love the Velvets. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, Heroin. That's a good one. That's a good song. We should cover it one day. Hey, maybe we should join, like, form a band, the two of us. Let's try it out, my friend. Let's try it, because that'll make our other ex-band members jealous, too. When they see us together, they'll wish they hadn't broken up with us. We'll and show we'll them all. We'll be two friends. We'll, we'll spend decades touring together. Hey, hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, hey, Les. How are you? Hey, hey, can I, I heard y'all were starting a band. Can I come and listen? Can I come listen to your practices and come and watch? What do you play, mate? Well, nothing yet, but I mean, I could try. I mean, I could. Okay, I well, know. you're. All, we'll put you on base. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. I mean, there you go. The thing Echo is, in the about, bo- you know something. You get into it though. Les has got the groove. He's yeah. got the. I know. I, I transcribed his bass I, lines for our cover I love band. Les. He's like. I think he's the reason. He's got why a the good shit groove. Kicks ass the man's in the got early a, band. It's simple bass lines. Fast, but subtle, simple. subtle syncopations yep. and, and, and groove. Like, it, he's in the pocket, mm-hmm. and there's a subtlety to him yep. that you need. I was telling a student today, <laughs> you know, I was teaching the blues to one of my, an adult, new student of mine, and I was talking about <laughs> that subtle accent on beats two and four. It's very subtle. And you, most people Will, would not it's notice. It's like you're speaking another language. People wouldn't right? notice. People would not notice it, right? Like if, like if you explain it to them, they're like, "I didn't notice it." But if it wasn't there, they wouldn't feel the feelings that they were feeling. Will, you're so knowledgeable. 
Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you put it on. We'll put that on again. <laughs> it's already on the phone. <laughs> so, Ian. Um, so, there's two, like, versions of the story. Like, there's the one uh-huh. where they're in the bathroom. Right. And he says, waiting for the gift of vision. But then there's the, this other one, which is like, they meet each other at Kirkland's wine bar. Mm-hmm. And they run into each other. And um, and Ian's like, I'm waiting for the gift of vision. Says in the wine bar. Uh, well, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's a cool that story. Cool? That's a cool that story. Cool quote? I, I just want to say, though, <laughs> here's another perspective. Here's another take. On that conversation, if someone said that to you, like, wouldn't you? You'd be like, uh, "Screw you, man!" You <laughs> it's know? like a teen. It's such a teen, like yeah. dramatic. Teen but let's say you were like you're in the bathroom or at the wine bar, <laughs> and you were running to someone, in the, and you know, you said, "Hey, so so what are you doing here?" I'm waiting for the gift of vision, man. You know, like I would just, just be gone as fast as I'd I could. I'd be like, you are the most <laughs> annoying person in the world. You, you know, it's like, I am the lizard king. I can do anything. You know, so I just want to, I don't know. That's just my, you but know. You know it's, but it's, it's cool. It's Ian. It's, and it's he ni- is no, a he's mystic. 19. He's like, the, you know? like, it reminds us, it's like the doge or somebody who freestyles all the time. Like, for Will, he was like, oh, he's a lyricist. Or like, that's cool, you know? Right. Like, he knew right. to give off that sign maybe to Will. is like, hey, check me out. Yeah, you know, I can, honestly, I could be I can in that rhyme. mindset because yeah, I, I like that young mindset. Where, where you're so, trying to be impressive and yeah, say you're just, something you're, you're, cool. Or like you're like a persona. You, you're a persona. Yeah. And like you're... And, you're, and it's like I'm... I'm arty or I'm mysterious. Yeah. Or but you just know, like, if someone said that to you now, <laughs> in the, like, somewhere in a bathroom. Especially now. Like, you would, would be like, oh, God, this well. guy left, like, the Rainbow Gathering, and, like, I need to get <laughs> totally. very, very far away from this person. Rainbow Gathering. Absolutely. <laughs> what oh, are you doing? Man. I'm waiting for the vision. There's a lot of that in Asheville. Yeah. No. Where we live. We live in Asheville. There's a lot of that here. People <laughs> like to, there are a lot of faux There's mystics here. There's a lot of vision, visioning. Yeah. But, but this idea of vision again is it's one important. of the touchstones yeah. of the you know of the band. It's like this this concept, and Ian has problems with his vision, and he can yeah. I don't see. want to demystify it. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing that happened between them, and it turned into a beautiful thing. It's still a beautiful thing, and um, I think I just wanted to recontextualize this idea. Okay, just to recap then, the two versions of the story are just the same story, but one of them was in the ladies' room at Eric's, yeah. and the other one is at the Kirkland Wine Bar. Yes. Okay. And nobody knows 
Uh, For sure. It's like they can't really remember because it's fuzzy. Right, right. I I think I go with Chris Adams because I don't know. It's more it's Chris, more recent. And he's Eric's basement. He, if I remember correctly, because I tell y'all, you know, I read about it a year ago and now. But he, I think, it's is ladies' yeah. room. Ladies' room. That is, yeah. That is a better should version. I, should I fact check that? that no. You know why? Because that's a better story. Yeah, like that one, too, in the ladies' room. In the, if it in was the at the wine bar, that's yeah. just like, we're at the wine bar. It's down the street you from know. the central. I think that uh, the bathroom is a more proper setting for, you know, this type of encounter. Yeah. Um, it's a little more like... Oh, we're just at the wine bar. You know, that's, that somehow it just seems a little more. Yeah. And in the second story that Tony Fletcher tells in Never Stop, uh-huh. it's kind of just like him and Will meeting at this wine bar. Like, it's a, like prearranged or they just met? They just meet and they did like. The first time by they're accident. They sit in front of each other and decide to talk to each other. Kinda. I see. Yeah. And, you know, either you can choose your, your favorite of the stories. And, yeah. you know, I have my own story about it. I've decided they sing the song in the bathroom, but that Ian drops the vision line only to Will in the bar in wine in Kirkland's. Hmm. That's what I decided. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think for me, though, I like, uh, I prefer Ian's just kind of like, oh, doing my hair, can't see, like in the bathroom kind of thing. And then, you know. <laughs> And they, these guys walk up, and that's like the oh. first thing out of his mouth. You know what I mean? Right, because he's maybe straining to see at that moment. And oh yeah, for the no, gift he's of nearsighted because he can't he's, see. But he's nearsighted. His hair being—he's combing his hair in the mirror. No, that's it's the one really thing smo- he can see. No, but it's like really smoky. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm waiting for the gift of vision, so I can like do a better job of fixing my hair." No, I have a different take. <laughs> he can't see them. He says the gift of vision because he can't see them he clearly. He can't make them out. Exactly. Okay. And he, he really, maybe he feels the charge of destiny and he wants All to right. be able to. Is this our, like our third <laughs> analysis of this statement? It's not even over. We're going to do another because, like, deep dive into it. And like, I like that meeting. one because it's very just like, it's brute facts. You yep, know, yep. he just, lit- I literally cannot see you <laughs> due to my poor eyesight and the amount of cigarette smoke in this bathroom. And what a gift it would be <laughs> should i be, be able to lay my eyes upon you and see if only i had that is so the gift. But, not, but we, we <laughs> like the poetry version yeah like i'm waiting for, you know write in your own story you it's know it's a mad lib it is oh we should make a mad lib and i'll Echo take a picture mad of libs. it I'll, I'll make one for instagram because let's face it that's the only thing the only social media I can manage right now. So, um, all right, listen, that's it. We wanted to tie this thing up with yeah, a bow. Right. It's like yeah, they, now they, we they met either in a bathroom or at the wine <laughs> bar or both. The question now is what are they going to do? Les and Will and Ian are going to set up their little buddy, uh, 
Echo. That little echo, yeah, the the mini pops junior, the Korg, mm-hmm. the drum machine. It's got four settings. It's got four settings, <laughs> and we'll talk about this more later. But I guarantee you, that that little drum machine is why they improve so quickly. Oh yeah, a just because it kept them in time. Yeah. I mean a metronome. Of course, yeah. I mean that's everything. You can, if you want to get good fast. And Shane would always tell me this, and I'd be like, oh, I want to play with a metronome. I got it in my head. It always is helpful to play with a metronome. Exactly. So they're just going to play a couple of chords and just jam out for for months on end. I mean, we're going we're gonna to check in with them again. I'm going to say that Les isn't really playing. He's just kind of hanging out, showing up to the practices and, like, criticizing them. He's their biggest critic. Uh, for now. Okay. So he, so that's what they're going to be doing for a while. He's like making, building boats and shit. Building and, boats. And, and he, he comes by. He in practice. Comes and, in and he's like, I don't know, guys. You know, a little more of this, a little less of that. Couldn't you do this? Could you do that? But who is, first of all, let's just be clear. Because that means that he's showing up. Ian's probably not there. Or just. He's there. Ian's hanging out because he, this is the okay. part of the the. the you know, music making process that Ian likes. He's feeling comfortable with Will. Oh, okay. He likes For the Will. first time, okay. he likes Will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. He didn't feel yeah. that great uh, around you Cope know, and these other guys. Yeah. Right. It didn't feel right. So, but he likes, he goes over to Will's house on the Thursday, on the yeah. Cook's Day Off, I think it was, and, um, you know, and practices with him. Okay. And I guess Les will come over. And Les is talking to the band, a.k.a. Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, now you forget, Ian is really strumming away here himself. That's right. I forget, he play, I forget that he and plays he's guitar. Good. I forget he's that playing he plays with guitar. that metronome and he's, you know, developing his strumming style based off of some Lou Reed stuff, he says. Yeah. Okay. And he's practicing too. They're playing a so chord. Cool. Yep. And they got the little tick, tick, tick of the mini pops and they're just going to be hanging out playing. We're going to talk about kind of what else they're doing in this in this sort of liminal space. That'd be such an interesting show. study. What, to see what they were doing in that? No, to like Lou Reed as your guitar hero. <laughs> you know? That's his guitar hero. I know, like I, I, I would t- like it would never occur to me, you <laughs> no, know. No, meaning when I was reading it's I was like, like Lou Reed, uh, it's like uh, Lou Reed as guitarist <laughs> doesn't cross my mind for some reason. Even though, you know, I know he did the the metal machine noise album and what have you, and I, I don't even think of him. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess I don't think of him as a guitarist really. No. And then I just and then if I do think of him as a guitarist, I think of just kind of this like kind of, yeah, yeah, But Ian's a great rhythm player. But it makes me want to listen to it now. It makes me want to re-listen and be like, like what, zero what in on the guitar. Like what is it? Just to be in that state of like, oh, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it right yeah. now. Okay, here it is. I have the whole, his whole catalog at my fingertips. Lou Reed's? Yeah. Let's do, um, well, what year is it? Because I don't want to get into solo albums. Oh, yeah, he's 78. So Berlin or Transformer or something. He's holding a guitar in the Transformer cover. Satellite Love. Satellite's gone up to the sky. I don't hear a guitar. It's a piano song. My bad. Let's do hanging around. Okay, I've heard enough. Let's go. (laughs) Here comes Shane with his guitar. 
All right, Lou Reed's drumming style. I think I learned a thing or two. Listen to that, and it goes something like this. Yeah, so, you know, it's cool. I mean, that one, is it's kind of like a blues boogie-woogie pattern. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool, Lou Reed. Good job. Do you want to do any more storming patterns? All right, let's pick another one. All right, how about Lou Reed's vicious. drumming pattern. Here comes another Lou Reed's drum pattern. Vicious. Alright, so what is that? An up, up, down, down? down. Yeah, that's going like down, up, down, down, up, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, up. So, yeah. Now, do you see Ian doing any of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, bottom line is Echo and the Bunnymen's rhythm guitar stuff is funk. Yeah, it, it's funk. I but totally then you get all the atmospheric layered stuff going on, and you forget that it's funk, and it feels like this kind of, yeah, post-punk, yeah. you know, goth kind of more melancholic thing. And post-punk is pretty funky. Too. Totally, yeah. That almost like that no wave kind of, yes. kind of like ch chunk, Soul you know, jam. like waka chaka waka chaka kind of stuff going on. But yeah. but they bury it in the mix a lot of the time, right? And then you have like so it's not really the the focus generally. But but it's it's a funky band. They're a funky band from <laughs> Liverpool. You might have heard of them. They're called Echo and the Monument, and this is a podcast about them. All right, so let's look at let's look at some of Ian's. You've looked at him strumming. A guitar before, right? Yeah. But not when we went to see them because he doesn't play as much. Okay. All right, let's look at his. Let's see what he. His let's see what he looks like playing a guitar. <laughs> Tell me about his strumming style. Gods will be gods. This is also kind of, I think, rhythmically their most complex song. It's brilliant. Okay, so that's... Alright, so you saw a little... Okay. Was that, was that kind of like... <laughs> that was some James Brown funk pecking, basically. And that's kind of like... Or, or reggae. He had, had like a nice little upstroke going on there. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it's, that's a weird song because it's like almost like you have th three simultaneous things going on. And this is live in Rock Palace that is just coming at you straight from my iPhone and YouTube. And it's just... Well, is he not going to be strumming in this one? Well, right now he's taking a break. <laughs> and he's singing. And it looks like Will's over there on the keyboard. <laughs> it's frozen. <laughs> and the phone's not working. So, let's just talk about what we heard there. Wait. Oh. He's <laughs> Look how fast his hand's going. It's like a blur. This is the whole, here's his like, great solo.
Okay, what did you think about that? That was really <laughs> Yeah, well, he did a good, like, little upstroke kind of, you know, offbeat kind of funk kind of reggae thing at the beginning, and then he kind of stopped playing guitar so that he could sing. The groove between the bass and the drums is, is really interesting, I think. I mean, that's what the whole song's the about. The bass line is very syncopated. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. just talking about Lou Reed. Nope. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Ian McCulloch's okay, so, guitar Okay, so Ian McCulloch's guitar play, and then he kind of does a good, really good strummy freak out, <laughs> and he does a good job. Yeah. And they're just locking step together. I, this is a band at this point, I would say, has spent some time in the rehearsal room. Yes. Okay. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's what we're talking. What are they doing right now? They've just formed. Yeah. What kind of? What stuff? you just played was like some years. Years in. in. Yeah. So what's gonna build? So what's he doing? They say that Will is just strumming away. Yeah. Ian, I guess, is maybe strumming along with him. Yeah. And well, as we said, like playing all... keyboard on this song. It looks like a little but bit. But this isn't. They didn't write this for years. Yeah. Right. Right. About, right. Oh, we're I gotcha. About now. Oh yeah. Now which is in the then, right. Which is like. Okay. You know, Back time it up. travel. Rewind. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're talking when they first formed. Right, right, right. So what are they doing in there? Yeah. I'll tell you what's happening is like, you know, Les is just watching them do their thing. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about how the drum machine is just ticking away. Right. So they're getting their chops together. Les, you know, I don't want to give away too much because I have some ideas about him and his musical ability, but we are to assume... We are to assume, and I'll restate this again, that he has no musical skill, yeah. talent, otherwise, and really is not uh, going to participate yeah. in these early pretty rehearsals. Well. He's a good That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, hmm, somebody's not yeah. being... No, he's tight. That is yeah, a tight bass player. It's my, I mean, I can't even tell you. Yeah. I have to save it for an episode where we actually... The last episode the, <laughs> coming. Yeah, or just an album, a yeah. freaking album. Right now, again, we're just trying to like postulate, like what could they be doing in there in that room? Hmm. Let me do something else here. Okay. Let's take All right. it back into the ladies' room for a minute. Okay. You know those okay. moments when you meet, when you have a like a, a one of those life-changing, life-altering events occur. Yeah. Everything falls into place, and I feel like those moments kind of set the tone for mm-hmm. like it's like that first impression thing, love at first sight, and like yeah, like that turning point where like. Nothing's gonna be the same after this. Yes, connections Everything's and destinies. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, I just feel like in the bathroom there, if we were to believe that this all their first meeting did indeed occur in the ladies' room. In the ladies' Eric's, room at Eric's Club. Yeah. Like, all right. So, immediately, Ian, we are told, likes takes a liking to Will. It is love at first sight. Okay, for. Will Ian. and Ian. Yep. Ian and Will. Yes. Mac and... going to spend their lives together, yeah. essentially. It's a, it's a love story. This will be one of the, you know, themes. Makes me wonder if they're, like, currently on speaking terms. <laughs> I, am, I have a feeling that they're in and out, maybe. Yeah. It's like... It's such a haul, you know? Oh, so long. Men growing up in that period yeah. of time, you know, yeah. they've got to have, like... Yeah. 
beef and trauma and working through it. And, you know, that's what you do in a band. Like how Joey and Johnny Ramon just didn't speak. For years. For decades. On the bus. I mean, you just make it work. Like, what if you... Yeah, I just, I'm so, like, I do everything I can to avoid relationships <laughs> that have any kind of tension in them. Like, so, yeah, so then, so it's just main. over. Yeah. But then I guess if there was this glue of this, like, I guess, famous band thing where you're making money. I thought they were all related when I was a... The Ramones? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a kid, I thought they were. Yeah, I just think about that generally. (laughs) Then Fleetwood Mac apparently had a very, very tumultuous... That's right. ...thing. Well... Right? Like, divorce within the band and stuff like that. And remarriages within the band. I mean, something... I remember as a kid, I've never really dug in. And I think it's common knowledge, but I can never keep track. But I always knew it was like, whoa, something that just made you go, whoa. And everybody is like... They, like, switch wives or... I don't know. Anyway... Weird. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but it's wh- not weird. People are different. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. different things. No, it was it's not just weird, weird at all. It's, it's not weird, weird when it's yeah. rock and roll. It's weird that yeah, when everyone knows about it in the <laughs> in the world. And are they singing about each other? Yeah. You're just so in there with them. If yeah. you're a fan. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, Ian that first meeting. Will. That first meeting. That first. Just that, the that, that moment. Okay. And so pivotal. It was a yeah, an immediate connection. An immediate connection. Then he looks at Les, and there's a bit of a charge because I think there's a little bit of envy and trepidation, um, and I think also an immediate connection between the two of them. I do think that they they have a they have a a, a chemistry as well. Okay. And I think they both seem to really want the other to like them, and also there's a fraught kind of thing going on, but. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, when they first meet. Throughout. Yeah. Like the first meeting, like the first meeting being a microcosm. Yeah. And foreshadowing, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Things to come, okay? Okay. These are the things that I've just kind of like yeah. decided are the case based on the scant amount of information. And again, just like wild imaginings. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just like really it's like almost just a, it's like an organic sort of, it's an organism. It's beyond them. <laughs> so, okay, so listen. So then, so I think that he initially tries to make peace kind of between, like, break the tension. I think he sees his role as kind of breaking the tension, some kind of guardian of the band. I mean, for me, one of the best moments in Echo and the Bunnymen interview history, any interview history is when there's this French reporter asking them what they want to win over hearts or charts and there oh. <laughs> they are just like it's a it's like noon they've probably been up you know all night you can only imagine it's yeah. like and anyway they've you know this is sort of towards a a turning point in their careers when things were not going so well and they were losing themselves and the interviewer's like hearts he says Hots or chots, which, <laughs> which do we want? Uh, and then everyone kind of looks around, Ian kind of smirking, and then from the back, just resolute, less. He's like hearts. He just says it. He says it like again, but so determined. You know, he's trying. He tries. And then to- he says it again. Yes. And then Max like yeah, and on the charts or something yeah. and it's like beats like yeah if you get one you get the other i've watched this video a lot um yeah so he 
I think he's kind of protecting some kind of integrity, but like he is the heart of the band in this way. But right. also he's framed as this guy who just could care a lot, you know, yeah, yeah. who's Got just it. a prankster yeah, yeah. and wears a weird costume and has like a persona called Jeff Love, <laughs> called Jeff Lovestone. Yeah, yeah. There's a drum set like inches away from me. And then, so that, so less, you know, that's a, he holds that place within the band. Yeah, I think, well, he's the bass like player. The glue, he's the glue. The bass bit. players are the glue. They are. That's okay. True. Like the yeah. bass player, they're the cloud that everyone floats on. That's right. And we want to remember, too, that uh, Les and Will, Les Pattinson and Will Sargent, have been friends their whole lives. They're childhood friends. They don't even remember. They're, they are bonded in a time before first impressions, I think, when we're just kind of like, Walking, passing each other in the halls at school and just as like children. Mm. So what is Echo's first impression? That's what we haven't really explored. Like, Echo's first impression. What do you think she's feeling about all this? And I think she's, she's, you know, she's just taskmaster, you know? Yeah. She's, the only one who really... She's like gonna, she's going to whip them all to get in shape. Yeah, yeah, she's like, listen. And they used to put her on the setting Rock 1 and Rock 2. And she'd be like... And just relentless, you know? And people would have to keep up. Yeah. They'd be messing up. and she. They have recordings of that, right? Didn't they go on the Peel sessions like with the drum machine? Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to check that out again. Well, that's going to be the first things that we unearth in this as we... Okay. Take this journey. Okay. All right. Okay. So I think we have a pretty good idea of like, I, I just wanted to take a moment and establish. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I like to establish this. <laughs> each other and they're greeting each other <gasps> they're singing and songs next thing you know together. it's like they're gonna be just contributing some music just, just, just like giving us just some some five great records <laughs> wow all right that's okay a, that's a controversial <laughs> see shane doesn't really he, he knows that he's just playing he just knows that's the controversy it's i'm not, just i'm just being risque but do you feel that way I am excited to just dive deeper into the post five record uh, catalog. I think you're gonna really like flowers. So I'm just I'm so happy that we we finally made it to this pivotal point in the podcast. Oh my gosh! Can't, can't wait to hear <laughs> all about what they do next because yeah, this has man. been such a journey up until this point and we know that they're going to form a band and that I'm, will eventually result in this <laughs> podcast okay so we'll talk about some music but first we're, we're going to be talking uh, we're going to have like an entire episode on Bill Drummond and then we're going to have uh, a really knowledgeable person who actually knows things about Liverpool um, talk about some things so we have some stuff coming up things are coming this is not ending anytime soon so nope nope. there's more in the pipes all the time just like you know 
just flooding the basement of Eric. It's, it's a river. Just raw, raw information yep. for you all. Um, all right. Well, on that note, you can write us an email at echoinherepodcast at gmail.com. Echoinherepodcast at gmail.com.